Good morning, R&B Jams. This is Judy with Answers for Questions. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I look forward to giving you my message the Lord's given me today. Hey, Jackie, I hope you're doing great, and I hope all the listeners are doing great. If you want to contact me with a question or you want to give feedback, my email is Judy, J-U-D-Y, and A-N-D Richard, R-I-C-H-A-R-D, 333, at gmail.com. My message for today is the great deception. And I just want to say that these are the most deceptive times I personally have ever lived in. Um, and we know the great deception is the deception that deceives the whole world. You know, in um, Revelation eighteen twenty three, it says the whole world is deceived by sorceries. And if you go back to the Greek, it says poison pharmakia in that scripture where the word sorceries is. But the whole thing is a great deception. And it's been going on for a long, long time. And the, the deception that caused the deception is people listening to man, listening to tradition, listening to themselves, listening to their heart, not going by the Word of God. When I was eight years old, I knew that God wrote a book. And I knew that was the most important book in existence. I just had that knowing in my spirit. I knew God created everything. I looked at a little kitten when I was eight years old. My mother and daddy had a really hard marriage, and and it was sometimes hard. And I got off the bus one day, and there was a broad-banded tabby cat sitting at my feet when I stepped down off the bus steps. And I'd never had a cat, and I was eight, and I needed that cat. The Lord knew that, and I bent over and picked it up, and I said, Whoever made you is good. That's the first words I spoke to that cat. Of course, I named the cat Tiger. And I expect to see that cat in the upcoming kingdom. But the thing of it is, how many people have read all the Word of God prayerfully. I'm not talking about people that's only been saved two or three years and are reading as they can. It's not about reading the Word of God in a hurry. It's about being faithful to read and study the Word daily. A good system that I used, the Lord you know, led me on this system, and I'm not your leader. The Lord is your leader. The Holy Spirit is the one that guides each one of us, and Jesus is the only way back to the Father. So we have one mediator and one teacher. And so that's who we go to personally for our direction as to how we read the Word. I'm not trying to lay out a legal form because God hates legalism. I'm just trying to say what I did. And what I did was I started in the New Testament, and when I would read a whole book, I would put a check mark beside the title of the book so I would know that I have read this book. And I did that through all the Bible until I read it four times. And I still read it. I read it all the time because it is my food, spiritually. It is what lights my path. And it is God. 
The Word is God. Everything that there is is in the Word of God. None of the wicked will understand the Word of God. The Word of God is written for the righteous. Anyone can choose to be righteous, but God's not going to open His Word to people who don't give Him their best. And people go to people for their information. They, go, they follow people all the time. Back in ancient Israel, I've said this before, Moses went up on the mountain personally and talked to God. And he got the Ten Commandments. He got the law. He, it was just amazing how God downloaded things into Moses. And he went down to the people of Israel and they said, you know all the story, but they said, we don't want him to be our king. We want kings we can look at like the rest of the world has. And boy, that was the beginning of a huge mistake. Now in Daniel, the book of Daniel, I believe it's chapter 9, and probably 12 also, Daniel was writing about the end of time. I've heard other people say that's already happened, but no, God told Daniel, seal these words up till the end. You go your way and you rest with your fathers, that these words are for the end of time. And God clearly says in Daniel that the governments are the beast, period. There's your beast, you know. And if you'll look up the word mark, in the Greek it originates from the word palisade, which means a sharp object, need I say more. But the way we got to the great delusion is by several things, being careless, being lackadaisical, being defensive, being sensitive, being easily offended, which it says Jesus was not easily offended, being prideful. So we made the gospel of the pick and choose. We pick and choose what we want to believe. We base it on how we feel. And if it says, if the Word of God says something in disagreement with the way we feel, well, uh, we don't read that part. Or if somebody points out that scripture to us clearly, what God Almighty said, we won't look at it. We won't deal with it. And yet the Word of God said that none were more noble than those in Thessalonica that searched the Word daily to see if... These things were so. We've got to look for this kingdom of God like we're finding a pearl in a field, and we know that field has that pearl in it, and we sell everything we have to go purchase that fine pearl because the worth of that pearl is worth more than anything. And that pearl is the word That pearl is Jesus, who is the Word. We've got to let it all go. All of it. Before we can have that pearl. We've got to, to let our tradition go. We've got to let our preconceived ideas go. We've got to let our feelings go. You know...
Man's feelings is so close to the Holy Spirit. Man's feelings can be a counterfeit of the Holy Spirit and keep us from seeing what the Spirit is saying to the church or hearing what the Spirit is saying to the church. And yet God told us in Revelation, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He also says, be careful how you hear. Be careful how you see. What do we hear? What do we see? Do you think maybe it's time to examine ourselves? A major reason for examining ourselves is the Lord says in His Word in Revelation, of which He says, if you add to the book of Revelation, He will add the plagues that are written in it to you. And He says, if you take away from His book of Revelation, He will take away and blot out your name out of the book of life. So we need to examine ourselves. We need to go back to ourselves. He also says, even the very elect would be deceived if it were possible. So where does that leave the rest of the people in the end of time? You know, I keep seeing like somebody racing with a whole bunch of people, how they start on a marathon. And then one pulls ahead and you'll see sort of like a triangle of people and people just falling by the wayside and people just falling by the wayside and, and they thin out and they thin out more and they thin out more and they thin out more. And that's what's happening right now. There's not a lot running this race right now. At least two-thirds have fallen away. Two-thirds of mankind right now. Many have taken the mark of the beast. Most have taken the mark of the beast, which changes who they are. It won't be in the image of God anymore. Why? Why did anybody reach a decision like that? I would venture to say that God spoke to each and every one. But when you don't know God, and when you don't spend time with God daily, when you don't read His Word, when you're limping on two opinions, you won't get an answer. Or you won't hear an answer. God is always calling out. He says in uh, Proverbs, I called out, but you wouldn't answer. I called out, but you wouldn't hear. And, 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 and He keeps calling out. But the day will come. When those that have made major mistakes that can't be turned around will call out to him and he said, I won't hear you. I won't hear you. He'll even say, go to your gods. Go see if some of your lovers will help you. So it's a serious, serious thing to put anyone or anything before God. It's a serious, serious thing when people were martyred for the Word of God all down through time to not even pick the book up and read it. To not have our senses trained to hear God. When Hannah had Samuel and he was the little boy, I believe it was Samuel, she had a, 
um, I can't remember if it was Samuel, but it probably was. But anyway, he was six years old, and she couldn't have babies, and she dedicated him to the Lord. And the Lord would call out to him, and he couldn't hear. But the man with him told him, that's God calling out to you. Just answer him. So we have to have our senses trained. And that's not going to happen unless we enter our chamber and spend time with God, our chamber being anywhere. That's a place of solitude for us with the Lord, like Jesus went off into the wilderness. We have to be quiet and listen for God. He speaks in a still, small voice. It's people like Liberace and, 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 and loud people, and the, and the demons and the devils are the ones who are loud. They want the attention but God speaks in a still, small voice. So we have to pursue Him. We have to, to ask Him to please forgive us for everywhere we've fallen short and where we've fallen short when we don't even know it. And to make us right with Him because He is our only hope. He's our Creator. He planned us in His book before He placed us in our mother's womb, He says in His Word. We're an individually planned person with the numbers of hair on our head and the color of eyes and every single feature about us, what we'll love. God designed each one of us uniquely, and we have to go back to our maker, our designer, and we have to seek him for our direction. We have to seek him to open the word of God to us. It's not as easy as going to a, a building that the, the, the ceiling is now painted black and they have dry ice for smoke and um, everybody's sitting around and, and, and they're drinking coffee at tables. And uh, that's not it. That's not it, my friend. you got to go back to the Word of God and see what the pattern for fellowship is. We individually have our relationship with God, and we develop that. We seek Him daily. We walk, and if we get a hold, we don't do it. Because that's the Holy Spirit saying, no. He said, don't kick against the goads. But in order to have our senses trained like that, we must spend time with God. You can go outside and, and, and you can sit under a tree and you can listen to the birds sing and you can see his creation and spend time. That's what Jesus liked to do. He went out into God's creation and felt close to, to the Father and spent time with the Father before he was crucified. He got his direction. He said, I can do nothing of myself, but I only do what the Father tells me to do. That's what Jesus said. Now, how are you going to have a relationship like that if all you do is go sit in a building and listen to somebody every week that's just spilling out what they believe God has, has, has given them, but you've not even read the Word to have the measuring line to see if what they're saying is true. And family tradition is one of the biggest culprits. I've had someone to say with to me in the past two weeks, that once saved, always saved is true. And, and I sent scriptures showing where Jesus said, I will blot your name out of the book of life if you add to this book of Revelation. And yet they 
still say, well, it's once saved, always saved. Well, if someone's name is blotted out of a book, it was in there. So their theology is wrong. And it's time to humble ourselves and realize that all the word of God is true. And if our theology disagrees with the word in any point, our theology is wrong. And we've got to humble ourselves. So the great deception is following man, following self, following feelings, following people we admire, being prideful. And that results in taking the major great deception, the mark of the beast, to which there is no return from because a person is altered forever. No one doing that. Once you're changed, your DNA's changed, you're no longer you. And we have to go back to the Lord and get His direction in these times. Because the world is passing away right before our eyes. God says the world is passing away, and so is its desire. But he that does the will of God abides forever. As I said, the times right now, I believe, are the most deceptive times that there have ever been. We are definitely in the last seven years. The last seven years began with the signing of the peace treaty on September 15th, 2020. The middle of that seven years is the middle of March, 2024. And at that time, right before that, God will rapture his bride. And then about 30 days or so later, the Antichrist will publicly see it. We are very close to that time to when people will be beheaded for their faith. The ones that's not already taken the mark, those will be in the image of Satan at that time and he said even the very elect would be deceived if it were possible you know we've we've listened to people we've we've become dumbed down in every way we, our senses have been dulled we've went to coffee house churches and legalistic churches and those going back into the hebrew system churches and cult churches when Jesus clearly said, I am the way to eternal life. Any, anybody trying to come in any other way is the thief and a, ro a robber. There's no extras attached to Jesus because he paid for our eternal life with his blood that he sprinkled on the altar. Pure, holy blood to pay for all of our sins. 
We have nothing to give God that's not been given us. And the major thing that we need to give God right now is our will. We need to follow the Lamb wherever He goes. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to hear what He's saying to the church. We need to believe every jot and tittle of the Word of God. You can go and type in a book and verse and KJV and God rules, just God rules, and you will pull up Strong's Concordance version of the King James Version, and every word has a number. And if you want to know what the Greek says, all you have to do is click on that number. But we cannot have eternal life if we do not come to Jesus and say, Please forgive me for all of my sin. God says that even our righteousness, our righteousness is as filthy rags to Him. We have absolutely nothing with which to buy eternal life made by the one Creator. It doesn't matter the entity who says He's the way. It doesn't matter if demon aliens come to earth and said they created mankind. It doesn't matter if a, a cult says it's the only way, it, it, what people say doesn't matter. What matters is what the Word of God says. And if we are so lacking in security that we have to follow people to get our feel-good fix so that we can be in the in crowd, we're going to miss it. God wants to be our only way. And then we won't believe the great deception We'll have our senses trained. We'll be in the, the Word of God reading and studying and going back to the Greek and seeing what our Lord says. And we start in the New Testament simply because that's when Jesus came. He fulfilled the law. He hung its ordinances on the cross. He now is the only way to life, period. They used to pay for their sin with a lamb for one year. Jesus clearly said, if you fall short in one jot or tittle of the law, you fall short in all of it. God is real clear we can't keep the law. We're not able. We'll fail. We'll fail in one point. That's why Jesus paid for our eternal life with his blood. He went into hell and took the keys of death and hell and came out the victor. He paid for us because He loves us. He planned each one of us individually, completely unique, because He loves us. He's making Himself a family, but He only wants the ones who want godliness and truth and want to have a good relationship with Him. He doesn't want those that want to be part of the world because He could never have His kingdom if that were the case. Every hurtful, evil thing has come from Satan. And people open the door to him by sinning. And that's how he has gotten in, the, in, in, in everything, is because people are choosing him with their decisions. He cannot get in unless you open the door. You have to keep the door closed to him. You have to go to your Lord. You have to say, give me your strength. And our weakness is his strength. Where we fall short, He can help us to not fall short by His strength, but we must yield to Him. That doesn't mean legalism. That means relationship. 
relationship with the one that made the butterflies and painted the ladybugs with polka dots and made butterfly bushes, which I'm looking at out my window to where all the butterflies come and giant magnolias and holly and bubbling brooks and blue skies and everything just the way he said in the word and he says in Romans 1 and 2 they're without excuse if they say they don't believe in me because my creation speaks of me so we really 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 do not have much time left to get right with God and he said even the very elect would be deceived if it were possible so we've got to be the very elect We've got to believe His Word even if what we believe is in conflict with it. If we say we believe once saved, always saved, and we're staunch with that, but we look and He says, I'll blot your name out, you can believe Him. You can believe Him. God cannot lie. So we just need to put on the mind of Christ in that area. If we refuse to put on the mind of Christ, we'll be blind in that area. I don't know how much blindness God's going to allow. When we willingly shut our eyes, we become blind. So don't shut your eyes to this message. The one who made you, the one who gave you joy, the one who gave you every wonderful and perfect gift is the Father of lights in whom there is no darkness and there is one way to Him. Jesus Christ, His Son, the God-man who was the Word in heaven and emptied Himself and took a slave's form and died for mankind. When the Godhead met together, they said, Who will go for us? And the Word said, I will go. And He did. All we have to do is seek Him, ask His forgiveness, be born again. We cannot enter the kingdom of God without being born again. And He puts a new spirit in us. We become a new being in Christ Jesus. And old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. And then we get in His Word and we read daily as He leads us. It's our only hope. Everything else is a lie. Reality belongs to Christ. Only those things in Jesus Christ are going to last. The world is passing away and so is its desire, but he that does the will of God abides forever. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The meek will inherit the earth. So, there's only one way. Jesus, accepting him, getting forgiveness, being born again, being restored to the Father, reading his word, and following the Lamb wherever he goes. That's it. Anybody telling you anything else is lying to you? They want your soul. Once your soul's gone, you have nothing. You can't get it back. Please, please listen to the Master. Have an absolutely beautiful day.